Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me for this episode of the Loveland Libcast, I am very excited to welcome back Beth. Our, Hello, our children's librarian, <laughs> Grand Poobah. Yes, that was my la- my title last time. <laughs> I'm still title. here. <laughs> still here. Still willing to come back to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank for you joining for us again. letting us twist your arm and invite ourselves. <laughs> well, you know, my my arm has finally stopped being sore, and <laughs> now I'm just excited to chat. And I'm very excited to bring on. Our LTI manager, Eric. Hello. This is your first time on the podcast, but really appreciate you coming on to chat with us. Yeah, yeah. Excited to talk about some great things that are happening and just get to know everybody. And this is my favorite place to be, so I like to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. For those who don't know, LTI is the Library Technology and Innovation. Yep. That is the division in the library, especially if you go upstairs, you see the awesome creator space, 3D printing, computers, all of that great technology. That's what Eric is in charge yeah. of. I'd like to start, since you are a new guest to the podcast, Eric, by just asking you some basic stuff to let our listeners know a little bit more about you. How long have you been at the Loveland Public Library and what does your job entail? So I've been at the library a little over five years now. I actually started in an introductory entry role as a temporary assistant librarian. What I found when I started working here was just how much I loved what's going on in this space. Like, honestly, the makerspace is what drew me to stay here at this library and wanted to keep continuing, especially our huge emphasis on computer classes, even, you know, five years ago. My degrees are um, in creative writing. (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, my master's degree is in technology education, but I did not go to school for computers. It was just a natural thing that came to me from a young age. I just was always, ooh, what's this, you know, and built my first computer when I was 12. And I learned how to code on MySpace, of all things, you know. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That that ages me, I guess. But (laughs) I did do computer science for a little bit, but it wasn't really my thing, honestly. I liked working with people. I liked teaching people things. I like being creative. So I found myself working in a public library just as a freshman in college. I applied to be a work study and they initially put me in to do paging and circulation, put away books and that kind of thing. And one of the supervisors found out that I was, quote, good with computers. And they're like, hey, Eric. And they literally grabbed me by the arm. We're like, let's go to the computer lab. (laughs) And so and that kind of started that, you know, 13 years ago now, I just was like, okay, I'm going to help people on computers in the computer lab. And in a lot of ways, I credit 3D printing with me becoming a librarian, 100%. (laughs) You know, when I was a kid, libraries were so important to me. I used to live maybe about a mile and a half from a library when I grew up in Denver. And when they first came out with an online catalog, that just blew my mind because we had just gotten, you know, internet at my house. And I used to race the clock. I'd I'd get on the computer, make a hold on my book, and then I'd scoot on my bike and (laughs) race and see how fast I could get down there to see if the librarians had the hold ready for me. And and like, no, Eric, no, it's not ready for you yet. Try again tomorrow. But I never thought that I would be a librarian because like, well, I I like computers. I like writing. I didn't know that you could do technology in a library. 
Then 3D printing happened. <laughs> I saw that libraries were becoming more of a way for people to create information, mm -hmm. to create something and to get their hands on something that maybe they couldn't otherwise have access to. And so that is what really drew me to Loveland was knowing that we had a makerspace and we had 3D yeah. printers yeah. above and beyond what I had had at my other library. When I first got here, the makerspace that we had was phenomenal. And I was like, you know, we can keep working on this. Let's add some more <laughs> stuff. Before I became the LTI manager, you know, as the assistant manager, I was just throwing ideas out there. Let's try this. Let's try this. See if the patrons like it. Let's do a class. Let me teach this. And it exponentially grew until now, you know, we have six 3D printers in this library. So I don't know <laughs> if you audience members, if you know that, like try to find all six. And if you do, I have a prize for you. But the need just continues that's why I'm here today. Yeah. Just making cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. You know, when people think about libraries, they, of course, think about books. Mm -hmm. But I think they also think about the library as a place of education mm -hmm. and bettering your life and learning about things. And that technology element, while it uh -huh. may be kind of newer in yeah. that regard, it's extremely important because so many jobs and professions, careers, all that. I mean, even just kind of existing in our culture requires mm -hmm. that right. knowledge. So. That's how we are able to <laughs> offer these things because yeah. we find awesome people who have this knowledge and want to share it. And then we can provide that as well. Right. It's certainly one of those things where it may not be on the tip of their tongue, but when they learn we have it, it opens up a whole world of opportunity Absolutely. to learn that right. stuff. Mm -hmm. On this episode, we're also going to talk about the Sweetheart City Pass. Beth, as you being the driving force behind this service, could you fill people in a little bit more about what exactly this opportunity means? Right. So Eric and I pushed out the Sweetheart City Pass in the summer of 2021. We looked for local partners because the funds that we use have to be for educational purposes. So we looked to the Loveland Museum, the Loveland Creator Space, Artisan U and the Chilson, and we were like, if our library users use their card and check out this pass, then they can go to the Chilson for free mm -hmm. yeah. and go to Artisan U and paint or do fused glass or check out the Carvey or additional 3D printers at Loveland Creator Space, or check out the cool, right now, John Mellencamp yeah. <laughs> exhibit <laughs> yeah. at the museum without having to spend money, but using their card as access to these cool places in our community that people may not be aware of. That was our whole goal. In 2022, we rolled it out again. We added passes. And then in 2023, we're looking to add some community partners in our county, specifically in Fort Collins. That gives us a few more opportunities to access activities and educational programming that will enrich our lives. Yeah, that is awesome because it... In my mind, too, it kind of transforms your card. You know that that is a key to getting books mm -hmm. and access to computers and other interesting things that we've added to our collection checkout, but now also becomes a pass right. to other enriching experiences and the variety just becomes so much greater. Right. And that's very cool. And something that Eric said, and he can jump <laughs> in here, is that you come to the library, learn to use the 3D mm -hmm. printer, use the Carvey, and then you want to push it 
a little bit further the boundary and do a little bit more, well, then check out a Sweetheart City Pass, which entitles you to a session at Creator Space where you can go a little bit more in depth and learn a few more skills. Exactly. Here at the library, we have our makerspace, but there are some limits, right? Like the space is not as big as it could be. And we don't necessarily need those because we have a community partner Mm -hmm. that has those. And we can get you that access for free. So to elaborate on what Beth was saying, the creator space is over off of Railroad Avenue here in Loveland. It is a nonprofit. It is a makerspace galore. So not only do they have the half dozen 3D printers, but they have laser carving, laser engraving vinyl cutting, woodworking. They've got lathes and CNC machines and sanders. They also have welding and soldering. They have circuit building. They also have proprietary design software that, you know, just doesn't make sense in a library, but it makes sense if you're adventuring into your electrical engineering pursuits, or if you're wanting to learn how to put the wires together for a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino or anything. You know, they have SolidWorks. They also have Fusion 360, another 3D design software. We can get you started. The creator space can take you all the way. And if you continue loving the creator space over there, you can get your own membership if you want, or you can go back and forth between the creator space and the maker space here at the library. So it's a really great way to take you beyond what we can offer here. Right. And then the Chilson, our city operated rec center, will allow with one Sweetheart City Pass, five people in mm-hmm. at one time. So pool party, here we come. Yeah. You know, <laughs> basketball, you got your own team ready yeah, to go. Yeah. And then Artisan You, Jana and her mom, Eileen, will help you create just that masterpiece using ceramics or fused glass or jewelry making. I know Eric had a long list for Creator Space, (laughs) so I'm sure uh, Jana and her mom do much more than just those three things. So check it out. And then the museum, uh, children are allowed free. So this would definitely be for their caregivers, their adults in their lives to get in free of charge and to tour the exhibit that's currently being held there to also tour Miss Valentine upstairs, Mm -hmm. that whole process since it's coming our way. But just (laughs) lots going on at the museum. too. Yeah. And thank you for outlining those partnerships as well as what that experience might look like. It runs the gamut Mm -hmm. of physical activity, learning about the history of Loveland or a cool exhibit or those creative pursuits, whether they are kind of where technology meets Mm -hmm. creativity or some of these traditional kind Mm -hmm. of art practices. Those are wonderful experiences Mm -hmm. for you to all pick and choose from to access the Sweetheart City Pass. People will want to go to our website first. Is that correct? Correct. So on our website, immediately there are the buttons that have the different icons on them. Right there is the heart symbol with the lines. That's our Sweetheart City Pass logo. Clicking that will take you to the page that outlines all the different places you can go and how to sign up. So all you will need is just your library card number. After you sign up for the pass that you want, it shows a number of days. You know, this many passes are available that day. That's just more of a logistical thing, honestly, to make sure that the passes are utilized evenly. But you do have 30 days initially to use the pass. It is recommended to use it within that 30 days to make sure that the next passes can go to the next folks because they come pretty quickly. 
After you sign up for the pass that you'd like and you choose the date that you'd like, it'll take you to where you can print it. You can show the pass on your phone. All of the partners have agreed that that's perfectly acceptable, but you also can print the pass if you'd like. And as a reminder, if you do need to print it, we at the library can help you. If you mm -hmm. come to the computer lab, not only will you be able to print it for free, but we know how to walk you through it super easily. We're very happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And are there any limitations or anything people should consider as they're browsing through these opportunities and considering what they want to take advantage of? Eric's done a good job of outlining the different partnerships and what is expected. For instance, Chilson, it allows you to get five people in. So when you click on the particular place mm -hmm. you want to visit, you can see the specifics with the pass and what you receive mm -hmm. during that visit. Excellent. And new partnerships will roll out June of 2023. So we try to do a big kickoff for our mm -hmm. summer learning program. And we're looking at adding a Gardens on Spring Creek, the Museum of Discovery up mm -hmm. in Fort Collins, and their art museum also. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you both for that yeah. breakdown of the yeah. Sweet Art City Pass. It really is exciting. Mm -hmm. And why not check this stuff yeah. out? Because exactly. now you have you have an entryway to do that for free, just come in with your library card. So there's no reason now not to let your curiosity take that extra step to mm -hmm. see if it really is something that works for you or that you like. There's no stakes, you know, it's all for you. So give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We want people to use mm -hmm. these. We want them to get experience mm -hmm. what's going on in Loveland and, and in the area. Before we get to our recommendations, if you all have any, I wanted to find out if there are any other opportunities, events, programs, anything going on in Children's or LTI at the beginning of the year that you all want to share with our audience. And I'll start with you, Beth. Oh, great. We're coming up on Children's Day a yearly celebration that the city of Loveland does, and it will be back at the Chilson again this year. City departments will be there, lots of family activities. The library will be there. It's on March 2nd, Thursday afternoon. We're just looking forward to having the touch of trucks outside. A few other things going on outside, but most of the events will be inside depending on weather, that sort of thing. So that's one thing that Children's is looking forward to. Awesome. We recorded a very fun episode yeah, last year. Yeah. You <laughs> folks, if this is your first time listening to the podcast or you missed that episode, feel free to go back and listen to that. And then we go into a little bit of the history and, and what was happening that year. That information for 2023's version, of course, will be all over the web, I'm sure. And, and I know the theme is superheroes. <laughs> wow. Well. Kapow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even more excited now. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was better than me. <laughs> and Eric, is there anything LTI is involved with in early 2023 that you'd like to share with folks? So 2023 marks the start of our brand new and improved computer classes. Last fall, we surveyed dozens and dozens of computer class takers and folks in the library, folks on the web to ask, what is it that you really want to learn? How could we improve our classes? When do you want to take classes? And so we took that feedback to heart to develop our new computer classes. So not only are you going to see a lot of Adobe classes, Adobe Creative Cloud, which you can use for free at the library, by the way, <laughs> um, and on the laptops we check out, but there will be different topics. There was a lot of asks for, well, how do I 
be safer online? How can I start an online business? I need a little bit more help with things like Excel or my Outlook email. And so we have classes that are being developed all of next year, but the first quarter is really when they launch. And so they will be nights and weekends and some days, and there'll be a nice variety for folks. And we do ask that folks register so we can make sure that there are enough seats in the class for everyone. And registration is either with a staff member or online on our website. They're ready now for anybody to sign up and they do rotate. So if you miss it, it'll happen again. And some other things that are coming in 2023 is in over spring break, we are going to have a maker fair, like a mini maker mm-hmm. fair with the Loveland Creator Space. So they're going to come right. to the library. I don't want to give it away, but okay. it's going to be a really <laughs> fun, exciting kind of boxcar derby, but with technology oh, that makes the cars run. Cool. Um, we're also going to have a bunch of different crater equipment here for people to view and test out and play with. The dates are a little bit TBD at the moment because we're trying to narrow down exactly when, but it's going to be during spring break to make sure everyone can participate. That might be when VR comes back. So <laughs> we'll just put that out there. Yeah, our, um, our loyal listeners yep. get to know the yeah. stuff earliest. It'll yeah. be a big surprise for everybody, but yeah, it's going to be great. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing Absolutely. that. A lot of exciting stuff coming up in 2023, as you would expect from your Loveland Public Library. And before we go, always like to ask my guests if they have anything they want to recommend that they've been reading lately or an all-time favorite. Beth, is there anything that you've been reading or listening to lately? I've been reading, I forgot to mention this too, February 8th, we have New York Times bestselling author Christina Soontornbot coming to the library. She's going to be at Garfield Elementary during the day. And then she's written a book about the Soccer team, all 13 that were found oh, in the mine. Oh, right. Was that yeah. Indonesia or Thailand? I think it was Thailand. I think it you're right. Yeah. It's a riveting Thailand. story. Yeah. yeah. And she wrote an adult version of that story, a teen version, and a children's version. Well, she's going to be at the library that night on February 8th at 6 p.m. Uh, talking about her research with the soccer team, the primary sources that she used, what the process was in developing that book into a bestseller. So we're really excited to have her here. So I'm reading some of her books. Mm -hmm. I'm reading her children's fiction that won a New York Times bestseller. And then I've been reading any Colleen Hoover book that I can get my hands on. I'm reading (laughs) November 9th right now. She's pure pleasure. And they're a little adult in content. Very adult. (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that disclaimer and yeah for mentioning that exciting uh event i can't believe i forgot about that february 8th hey we got it in there yeah and eric do you have any recommendations for folks things that you like to read yeah yeah you know being a tech guy you'd think that i had my nose in kind of manuals or (laughs) or things but you know i went to school for writing so my favorite type of books are historical fiction but um pre-historical fiction. I've been reintroducing myself into some fiction stories about our indigenous populations. This series that I'm reading right now was published, gosh, in the 90s. It's still great. I mean, it's wonderful, but- That's yeah. vintage. Yeah, vintage. <laughs> but it's by an author named Sue Harrison. It's called the Ivory Carver Trilogy, but it involves the 7,000, 8,000 year ago Aleutian Alaskan natives oh, wow. and the riveting tales of their survival. I guess what I really like about that kind of fiction is 
because we're so inundated with technology and me particularly every day, I like to look at how it was and what they consider technology, right? Like yeah. a new harpoon or a different way to process whale blubber, yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff was just fascinating. Yeah. And so I've been reading that as well as the Time Circle series by Linda Lay Schuler, which is about Anasazis in the 1200s AD. But then juxtaposing it, like my favorite book of all time is Neuromancer by William Gibson, which is future scape, right? So I like those kind of books that are thousands of years apart and about people living in different ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very cool. So. Beth, Eric, thank you so much, yeah. not only for your recommendations, Super fun. but sharing <laughs> yeah. information about the Sweetheart City Pass. And Eric is very fun to get to introduce yeah, you to the you. audience. Yeah. So thank you both for joining the Loveland Libcast. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. And thank you. Thank you all at home for listening to this episode. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.